Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center. Here we dream revival and serve people with love. Today we have Natasha Miranda bring the word on divine acceleration. Tune in to receive a prophetic word. Dear heavenly Father Lord, we just thank you. I thank you for this morning of oh Father. I thank you Lord that your angels are already positioned here lord i thank you god that your fire is already flowing from from the stage down to every person and every child of oh father i thank you lord that this service is is, is you're going to shift something in the atmosphere of oh god i thank you lord that the, that those who've come into this service they will not go out the same because lord your anointing will break yokes today your anointing will set people free your anointing will do great and mighty things as you have promised to oh father and i thank you and i just surrender myself to you oh god lord use me let me decrease and you increase use me powerfully oh father for your glory and your glory alone in jesus mighty name i pray uh, what do you think is revival if you go to the exact dictionary meaning of of uh, revival it means an awakening and even in the respect of the church it is a stirring up of our faith it's a, it's a you know paul said to timothy stir up your faith and it is a stirring up of our faith and um, in the past we looked at revival especially in the us and many western countries of great and mighty men of god and women of god coming into a meeting and setting the meeting on fire doing a conference you know like Catherine Kuhlman, Charles Finney, so many men, Smith Wigglesworth, so many men and women of God who would enter a particular place, a city, do a, do a conference and the, the people would be set on fire. So the enemy is afraid of the church. The enemy is afraid of a gathering and not just a, just a gathering, but the enemy is afraid of a praying church. And the enemy is doing his best in the end times to shut us down. He is doing his best to, to, to silence our voices. So let's look at the first scripture. From the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. So right now, I believe the Lord is time and time again telling us through this message also that we are entered a new season. And we have to be sensitive to the times. We can't go by the way we lived yesterday. We can't go by the anointing of yesterday. We can't live life waiting for a mighty man and woman of God to come and stir us up. We have to take responsibility and stir ourselves up. I want you to tell your neighbor, revival starts with me. Tell your other neighbor, revival starts with me. So you have to take responsibility that revival begins with you. You have to stir up your gift. You can't wait for somebody else to stir you up. So let's continue. Okay. Um, you know, when I was praying for this, as I said, the Lord downloaded this entire message. And the Lord said, I want to revive my church. I want to revive. I want revival to break out in this church like you can't imagine. But, but he said there are two things that are obstructing this revival. Like I said when, in my introduction, you may not agree. It may not apply to you, but it does apply to somebody in the church. That's why the Lord told me. And he said there are two things specifically that are coming in the way of this revival, that are coming in the way of you reaching that standard that the Lord has in store for you. And the first thing he told me was emotion. And the second thing he told me was time. So let's look at emotions. 
this is the correct alignment. Uh, the, our spirit has to rule our soul, which consists of our mind, emotion, and will. And, and our soul has to control our body. And our spirit in the first place has to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But in reality, many of us, this is not the case. For many of us, me included, I'm, I'm also preaching to myself, our soul rules us so often. Our mind, our emotion, and will control us. And, and our soul also controls our body, and our spirit man, which is supposed to be have filled with, been filled with the Holy Spirit, we, you know, it, it, it is in the wrong alignment. Can you see the slide? It is not in the right alignment that it should be. We have to be in the, pre, the alignment of the previous slide. This is the right alignment. And the Lord said that the enemy is attacking our emotions. I don't know if, can anybody identify to this? One day we are, you know, I'm, I'm also talking about me. One day I can pray four hours, four hours at a stretch. And after a few days I'll say, oh, I, I don't feel like it. Oh, I, you know, Lord, you understand I'm down today. You understand depression as, you know, I just feel depressed. I just feel tired. I just feel, I don't feel like it. The Lord said many of us, the enemy has, has attacked us, has attacked our emotions. And we have to take responsibility and we have to do what it takes to, to you know, guard our emotions. Sometimes we just feel, okay, I, need, I, I, want to, I want to go on a shopping spree. And we just go on a shopping spree. We, I just feel like eating this. We just do it. We, our, our feelings are ruling us so much. We, we just, I just feel like this. I feel like reading my word today. Next day, I don't feel like reading my word. I feel like praying, joining the 10 o'clock prayer. Sometimes I don't feel like it. I feel like whatever. Doing this, I don't feel like it. We have to rise above our emotions. We are giving our emotions too much of importance. We are allowing the emotions to rule us. Am I right? Does anybody identify with what I'm saying? We, um, you know, at times like a mother, if a child makes noise in the church, a mother will tell the child, be quiet. You have to tell your emotions, be quiet. Because your emotions will act up. Especially because that is the strategy of the enemy. The enemy knows that if he can attack your emotions, he's got you. If he, is, he can attack your emotions, he knows that, you know, you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit because he will limit your prayer. And, and one word that came so strongly in front of me that the Holy Spirit told me specifically, I have to stress is, God understands. Like I said, this is a prophetic word. So if you, if you don't agree with anything, please ask the Lord why he said it. God understands. And he says, I am tired of my people saying God understands. God understands, I'm tired. God understands I've had a bad day. God understands so-and-so, you know, messed up with me or whatever. I, I, I reacted. And the Lord says, no, you have to take control of your emotions. We cannot let feelings rule us. We cannot let feelings determine how our walk with God is. We have to take control. Because many of us, what, what God told me, many of our prayer life is, is attacked because we are giving in to our emotions. If God wanted you to just, if you, if you just wanted to grow and, and be, you know, grow into a mature Christian, you could have, you could have, God could have placed you in any church. But he handpicked, I believe with all my heart, he handpicked you and brought you to this church. Because this church is not a church just to make you a mature Christian. This church is to raise you as a disciple. It is a church to raise you to become a leader. It is a church that has a huge mandate upon it. And Pastor Preji has poured himself out. You all know, even during COVID, Pastor was here. 
He has done more than his part, more than his responsibility, more than what he should have done. So the, the, the onus doesn't lie with Pastor, Pastor Preji, but it lies with us. We have gone wrong somewhere. Am I right? Does anybody identify with feelings ruling you? Does, you know, the, the first thing when somebody hurts us, we react. We just, want to, we just want to blast. We just want to react. And then we say, God, you understand I'm upset. And the Lord says, no, this is, a hinder, this is, this is acting as a hindering, a barrier for where God wants to take us. So, so we have to pull up our socks. We have to, we have to do what it takes. You know, I believe that by now we, we should have had so many more fruit on our trees. We should have, like I said, the word we are getting, it's, it's, you know, you go to any church. I'm not comparing. Please don't, anyone watching online, don't be upset with me. But I'm proud to say that Pastor Preji preaches such excellent word. The word is, is heavy meat. Yeah, please give him a uh, 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 applause. We, we do not get milk. We do not get even, you know, we get solid meat week after week, week, week after week. And yet, yet, I believe that this, we, we should have been not just full, we should have had, I don't know, double this, these people. We should have, so somewhere we are going wrong. Somewhere, somewhere something is wrong. And I think that, in the, as the Lord said, there could have been so many factors as to why we have not grown. But he specifically pointed out two things. One is emotion and one is time. Proverbs 25, 28 says that uh, if you have no control over your emotions, you are like a city without walls. So we, so you understand what a city is without walls, with broken down walls. You can imagine what that is. That means you have your wall, but something has come and broken the wall. So when you allow the enemy to attack your emotions, your wall, your fence that is protecting you, is broken down. As a result, your prayer life is affected. As a result, your Bible reading is affected. So we, we, have, to, we have to reset, our, we have to realign our life today. We have to realign our life. Uh, so I, if you realign your emotions, I believe, every time the, the enemy through your emotions tells you, oh, you don't feel like it. Don't pray now, you know, you're so tired. You, you went out last night, you came back so late. So I was tempted to do that last night. I said, oh, it's 11. I reached home at 11.15. I don't feel like praying right now. It's too late. And then I said, no, emotions keep quiet. You cannot rule me. Whether I've come at 11.15 or whether I've come at 2 o'clock, I will yet pray. So we have to, you know, we have to take responsibility. You cannot give in to the flesh. Because the flesh is waiting to, you know, the enemy is using our flesh to put us down. So as we can see, our soul is ruling us. Our soul, which consists of our mind, how does the enemy attack our emotions? The enemy attacks our emotions by putting negative thoughts. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians that the, a warfare is in our mind. The enemy attacks our mind. So we, we, as soon as the thought comes in, you know, if you, we, have to take, we have to take that thought captive. Within 30 seconds, you should do it. Within the first 30 seconds, you have to take that negative thought captive and pull it down in the name of Jesus. And say, I will not entertain you. Take authority over your mind. God has given us authority. He has given us authority over our emotions. Our authority is not only to stand and to cast out a devil. Our authority first begins with the warfare in our own lives. In our own mind and in our own emotions. 
because if you win the battle of your mind and if you win the battle of your emotions and the battle of your will after that you will be filled with the authority to stand and the demons will obey you but if you lack here i mean if we falter here the demons will not obey us so we need to be so strong in our mind so strong so we need to take every thought captive every thought that the enemy sends us you have to pull it down immediately within 30 seconds pull it down immediately and so that the brain does not release any negative chemicals where you you can't once the chemicals are released you can't control yourself sometimes you just feel the anger you just feel oh i can't you know i'm so annoyed i want to bang this person i'm so annoyed i want to i want to curse or whatever you want to do why do you have to reach that stage before you reach the emotion take authority over your mind when you are praying first thing in the morning when you wake up you say i am in charge you tell your mind you tell your emotions you tell your will i am in charge so if you tell your mind first thing in the morning when you wake up you say i am in charge you are not going to control me you are not going to lead me to do things that are ungodly you and one one thing that the lord said maybe many of us are not into sin you know we are not it's not like the enemy is we are probably not sinning or we are not we have the heart for god and we are doing things right but because of these two things we are we are falling short of that standard that god has for us so we need to we need to take charge and you have to say i am in charge every morning every time your emotions act up every time your mind acts up or or rather you receive a negative thought you have to say i pull it down in the name of jesus because your the enemy will start with one thought and then he builds a fortress in your mind the second thing the lord told me was time and he said like i said it's not the matter of sin you know you we are all saved we know what's right and wrong we know that that you know whatever doing this is wrong and we most of us are abstaining from those things but the lord said one thing that that is very specific he says many of us are giving him some time in the day for example one hour in the morning and the rest of the day we say it's ours it's not yours god so we will do what we want the rest of the day so example say you give god 2 hours which i don't think many are giving but let's say 2 hours you give to god and you say 22 hours is mine you lord you you can't ask me how much of netflix i'm watching you can't ask me what what i'm doing with the 22 hours it belongs to me is anybody identifying with this 22 hours if i feel like sleeping for 9 10 hours i sleep for 10 hours i'm just saying that's what the lord told me some people if if sleep you only you know what in your life is is the problem how you are spending your 22 or 23 hours so the lord said like i said the mandate on this church the mantle on pastor preji is huge the assignment on this church is not small and if you want to to be part you want to align with his mantle if you want to align with his vision if you want to align with his assignment and his mandate then we have to be trained like we are trained in the military you cannot be you cannot be a mediocre mediocre christian you cannot be a christian that prays one hour in the morning and thinks that 23 hours i do what i want you may not be doing things that that are sinful you understand you may not be doing things that are sinful but just the mere thing that you're wasting your time and you're giving god so little time it's you know it's more like you're doing an obligation 
okay, I have to read my five chapters, so I'm reading. I have to, I have to pray for one hour, so I'm praying. I have to, whatever, pray 15 minutes of tongues or whatever your routine is, and uh, it's done. No, the Lord says, no, if you were, in the, you were being trained in the military, you would undergo vigorous training. You would have to be trained day in and day out, day in and day out. Okay, how many of you want to be used by God mightily? How many of you are ready to align with Pastor Priji? Then you have to be ready to be, to be trained by God. You have to be ready to say no to certain things. You have to be ready to sacrifice. This, you cannot, you know, this won't happen without sacrifice. This won't happen without you paying a price. And sometimes it may be a huge price. But if, if like I said, if you are in this church and you are ready to, be, to become a leader and to become a disciple, then you have to go through discipline. There's no way out. There is no way out. And he said, for those who genuinely repented, we have entered a new season. We've entered a totally new season, like you can't imagine. Let's look at the next slide. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, what is this proverb you have in the land of Israel? The days go by and by and every vision comes to nothing. The Lord told me that there is a spirit of delay that is released upon our church. So because we gave a foothold to the enemy, there is a spirit of delay. So something that would, um, something that you would have, like I said, you should have, many of us should have had a lot of fruit on our lives by now. Many of us might have, should have been in ministry. Many of, many of us should have been in businesses. Many of us should have been at a totally different level. But the enemy has released a spirit of delay upon our lives. And, and um, to limit us, what is delay in the first place? Delay is to, you know, where, you, where the enemy has put roadblocks to your path. Where he, he cannot stop you from your promise, so he has put roadblocks. He is, he'll try his best to, you know, you can't, you, to make sure you don't reach your promise. Because like I said, there's, you know, many of us are not living with, with major sins in our life. So he has, your promise is assured, but he has... He has delayed it. He has, he has fired an arrow of delay, a yoke of delay upon our lives. Where we are limited. That, that yoke of delay stagnates us from reaching where we have to reach. It's, it limits us. It paralyzes us. So, but the Lord said, today he is breaking that yoke from us. For those, for those who have genuinely repented, he is breaking the yoke. See, the enemy doesn't mind you having hope. Okay? He... It's like one day I will receive it. One day I will, uh, one day I will be in ministry. One day I will, I will be in business. One day I will become rich. One day I will lose weight or whatever your one day is. And one day I will, this will happen. That's what the enemy does. He's allowing you to have hope, but he's not, you know, he's tiring you out by that hope. Every day you're going from day to day. One day I will become a millionaire or whatever. One day I will be rich. One day I'll get this job. One day I will change my position. But he has kept you right there, just hoping that one day it will happen. Why? Because there is a spirit of delay upon, released. And today we are going to, the Lord is breaking supernaturally the yoke of delay. So let's, let's look at the, now, now let's look at the scripture. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. What is this proverb you have heard in the land of Israel? 
the days go by and, and every vision comes to nothing say to them this is what the sovereign lord says i am going to put an end to this proverb and they will no longer quote it in israel say to them the days are near when every vision will be fulfilled 25 but i the lord will speak what i will and it shall be fulfilled without delay you need to you need to claim this word you need to claim this word this word belongs to you the the, the yokes that the, of delay that the enemy has put upon your life upon your businesses upon your prayer life upon your visions upon your word of knowledge upon your revelation upon your ministry upon you moving forward upon your marriage whatever yokes of delay today they are breaking the lord is breaking those yokes of delay if you believe if you believe let's look at the next verse i will swiftly and speedily return on your on that is the the lord talking to your enemies okay he is the lord is upset with the enemies now this is as i said every scripture came from the lord i did not even open my bible to write it down i heard the holy spirit and i wrote it so the lord is saying i will swiftly and speedily return on your own heads that is your enemies heads the enemy that delayed you what you have done to my people the lord is rising to fight for you the lord is rising rising today to fight for the the enemies that have delayed you the enemies that have put roadblocks before you next scripture the lord will march march out like a champion like a warrior he will stir up his zeal with a shout he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over your enemies for a long time i have kept silent i have been quiet and held myself back but now like a woman in childbirth i cry out i gasp and i pant i will lay waste the mountains and the hills and dry up all the vegetation and i will turn the rivers into islands and dry up the pools the lord is saying for a long time i have kept silent he has seen the enemy attack us but he has kept silent but now the time has come today the time has come where he says i will not be quiet anymore i will not be silent anymore like he compares the you know women in labor that's the highest pain and he's saying he's rising with a shout he's rising if you if you you've heard the women who are about to deliver a baby they scream there you know there's there's so much of pain there's so much of trauma and the lord is taking on that that kind of a personality and he's saying for your sake like a woman in labor i cry out i gasp i pant he's he's rising to fight your battle are you excited he's rising today to 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 fight your battles to fight the enemy on your behalf okay let's look at the next slide now before this we're going to look at three examples from the bible where there is where the lord has has accelerated there is a spirit of acceleration in place and the lord has said since your season has changed of this church he is going to release a spirit of acceleration he is going to release supernatural speed so let's let's look at the three examples in the bible they had rowed 3 or 4 miles when suddenly they saw jesus walking on the water towards the boat they were terrified but he called out to them don't do not be afraid i am here then they were eager to let him in the boat and immediately they arrived at the destination can you see that immediately they arrived at the destination which means natural time and distance was not operational which means that that immediately they skipped process they skipped time they skipped distance 
immediately can we all invite jesus in our boat boat of our life today invite jesus in your life today he will make things happen for you immediately not even tomorrow not even dear immediately he will do things for you yeah okay now this is the next story of of ahab that is jezebel's husband let's look at it in a little ahab and elijah in a little while the heavens were black with wind with wind swept clouds and there was a great rain and ahab went to jezreel next the hand of the lord was on elijah he girded up his loins and ran before ahab to the entrance of jezreel nearly 20 miles other translations and he outran ahab can you, you do you know ahab was on chari- on a chariot and elijah was on a foot and some translations say barefooted he without with with barefoot he overtook the chariots of ahab by how much 20 miles so because there was a supernatural speed released from heaven i believe that god gave him the 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 feet of a cheetah to run god can do anything there's nothing he can't do he could make a donkey talk in the bible he made he made a donkey speak with our language with the human language he can make elijah get the feet of a cheetah and he can make you get whatever you need okay now for all the singles in the house are there any singles you will be very excited about this 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 story okay abraham was now very old and the lord had blessed him in every way he said to the senior servant in the household the one in charge of all that he had put your hand under my thigh next i want you to swear by the lord the god of heaven and the god of earth that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the canaanites among whom i am living but will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son isaac the servant asked him what if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land shall i shall i then take your son back to the country you came from make sure that you do not take my son back there abraham said the lord the god of heaven who brought me out of my father's household and my native land and who spoke to me and promised me an oath saying to your offspring i will give the land he will send his angel before you so that you can get a wife for my son there next then he prayed okay now this is the servant praying the servant has has left he's gone to the he's gone to abraham's hometown and he's here he's praying lord god of my master abraham make me successful today and show kindness to my master abraham next this is the key verse before he had finished praying rebecca came out with a jar on her shoulder can you believe that do you know how how difficult it was and before who finished praying abraham the servant finished praying did the servant have faith according to the previous verses no the servant doubted how can i you know look at the scenario he is going to get a wife for isaac without without the son without the father from from another land he says how will they trust me with their daughter how will i how am i going to get the daughter back to you he doubted and there was reason for doubt but because abraham released an angel to go before the servant the the faith that abraham had came you know it says in the book of hebrews i think that abraham's faith he was when when god promised him a son he was totally convinced he was persuaded he he was fully convinced he did not waver in his faith he was fully persuaded if god said this it will happen 
that was the kind of faith abraham had so he knew that if he is releasing an angel to go with his servant the angel will will bring the 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 wife no matter what the circumstance and before he finished praying who finished praying the servant the the wife appeared rebecca appeared how many of you would like before you finished praying and asking god for your breakthrough you received the breakthrough how awesome is that before you finish praying forget even forget even leaving the church before you finish praying if you get money in your, in your account before you finish praying if your ministry shifts to the next level before you finish praying if things if god fixes your marriage if before you finish praying things happen how awesome is that so now we finished the three stories now we are going to look at three scriptures that the lord is promising us you have to claim these last three scriptures and say lord it belongs to me lord acceleration is my portion lord supernatural speed is my portion you have to claim it let's look at the scripture you know the saying four months between planting and harvest but i say wake up and look around the fields are already ripe for harvest you know the you know some other translation say look up and see you know you have to first see your breakthrough in the spirit in the heavenly realm in the spiritual realm if you see it you can claim it if you don't see it you want you you, you have to pull it down from the spirit realm to the earthly realm and how do you do that you do that by creating an atmosphere by filling your life with praise by filling your life with worship by filling your life with the word of god by filling your life with being saturated with the holy spirit fire when your life is filled when your home is filled what is what you see what god has promised you and what you see in the spiritual realm you will it you will be able to pull it down so you have to first see it it says in another translation it says wake up and look around but in in all the other translations it says look up and see i want you to just close your eyes and i want you to envision your breakthrough say god this is what i'm looking imagine what you are asking god for imagine it in the spirit realm imagine that it's already released from heaven before i go into this the lord is uh, instructing me to share a testimony with you so i will share it before we go to this um as god is instructing me so when i was okay 20 years ago when i was pregnant for my son nathan um okay i i had heard of this scripture at that time and nobody taught me in the church or no one told me anything but i was claiming the scripture very quietly uh, in the middle of the night i would get up and i would claim the scripture because i had 45 minutes of labor for my do- elder daughter and i said lord i can't go through pain i can't go through pain so i would i would claim the scripture every day and uh, you know before shane parked his car i delivered my son if you know uh, shane parked his car at 8 o'clock 85 nathan was born 85 nathan was born and i was interviewed by the doctor after that because they said you you know i, I delivered in a normal dress i delivered with whatever no protocol of a, of a woman being in labor they were like please please i beg you don't deliver and and you know that was a normal day we went to the hospital for a checkup and that's it and i just delivered in 5 minutes nathan my son was out and and the doctor was what is the secret what, what what did you eat what exercise you did and all sorts of asking me questions because because there was no you know i i just delivered and um, i just one shout jesus and the baby was out so that's that's all i know and yeah when, he, when shane will testify when he when he when he came after parking the car they said oh you have a son so so 
So, uh, so the Lord, why is the Lord asking me to share this with you? Because he told me, what I did for you in the natural, when you were a young believer, how much more can I do it for you in the supernatural? How much more can I do it for you in the supernatural, in the spiritual realm? And if he did it for me, and he wants me to share this, he's ready to do it for each one of you. He is ready. He's releasing that supernatural grace where the natural process, the natural law, you know, you know, Eve was, Eve was, there was a curse given to Eve because they sinned in the garden. And one of the curses was what? That she would have to have labor. But yet I, I, I was a little young girl of whatever, 25. And I said, God, I don't care all that curse and all. I'm just claiming this. And God honored my faith. And so even though there may be curses over your life, like generational curses or even curses to slog because Adam was asked to, you know, under the brow, whatever, with thorns and thistles he has to earn. But when God, when you claim, because God is releasing a supernatural acceleration, a supernatural acceleration, you can skip every curse. You can, he will accelerate you from, you know, with unprecedented favor. So you have to claim it. I can't claim it for you. Claim it, claim it, claim it. Now let's look at the scripture. Before the birth pangs ever begin, Jerusalem gives birth to a son. Who has ever seen anything as, as strange as this? Who ever heard of such a thing? Has a nation ever been born in a single day? Has a country ever come forth in a mere moment? But the time at Jeru Jerusalem birth pains begin, her children will be born. Would I bring this nation to the point of birth and then not deliver it? Asked the Lord. No, I will never keep this nation from being born, says your God. So you have to claim this acceleration that God is promising you. He's telling you, you will skip natural laws. You will, you will skip process. What? You will skip it. So you have to claim it. Say, Lord, the, this verse says, can a nation be born in a day? Apply it to your life. Can my ministry be born in a day? Can my business be born in a day? Can, can I receive revelation gifts and start prophesying in a day? Can whatever you're believing for, can I, can I receive a marriage partner in a day? But yes, the Lord is saying you, it can happen in a day. If you believe. It can happen in a day. If you believe. You will skip the natural process. You will skip the natural laws of nature. There are seven stages from plowing to mature wine. So there's plowing, there's sowing. Okay, so first the, the whatever, the, the, the farmers plow the land, then they sow the seed, then they have to water it. Then especially for grape wine, they have to prune it. Then there's plucking. They have to pluck the, the, the harvest. And they have, to prune, they have to prune it because, you know, there are a lot of other things that grow along. So there's, there's a process of pruning. Next is crushing or treading of grapes. And the last is maturing. And the Lord specifically, I was shocked that they sang the song today of, of new wine. Because the Lord said, there are seven stages that one has to go through to get new wine. But he said, you will skip all the stages. You will skip the plowing, you will skip the sowing, you will skip the watering, you will skip the pruning, you will skip the plucking. You will not naturally, this is not a normal sermon. Any person will sit here and say, you have to go through process. You have to be disciple. But this is a word for today. The Lord is telling you, for, for those who genuinely repented, for those who are willing to align with God's ways, 
you are going to skip plowing, you're going to skip sowing, you're going to skip watering, you're going to skip all these processes. And straight away, you're going to have mature wine. Do you know, do you know that, do you know that from, from plowing to mature wine takes up to three years? And God is saying, immediately from, from sowing seed, immediately wine will come. You will skip three years of process. How awesome is that? Let's look at, let's look at this, the next, the last verse for the day. You have to claim what God is releasing over your life in this last verse. In that day, I will restore David's fallen shelter. I will repair its broken walls and restore its ruins and will rebuild it as it used to be so that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the nations that bear my name, declares the Lord, who will do these things. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman and the planter by the one treading grapes. New wine will drip from the mountains and flow from all the hills. And I will bring my people back Israel. They will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. Will make gardens and eat their fruit. Will plant Israel in their own land. Never again to be uprooted from the land I have given them. Says the Lord. Okay. So let's, let's look at the scripture more. more you know, let's break it down. It says, where the reaper will be overtaken by the plowman, which means before the, before the person is, the, the, all the process, and if you go ahead, it says, and the mountains will, new wine will drip from the mountains and flow from the hills. Supernaturally, you can skip process. Supernaturally, what took you, what you, what you did not receive in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, you will receive in the next August, September, next five months, you will receive supernaturally. Claim it. Thank you for tuning in for today's sermon. We hope it blessed you. Do visit us at dreamingrevival.com for more information. You are welcome to tune in every Sunday for our live celebration service at 11 a.m. at youtube.com slash God bless you and have a blessed week.